The Small Business Show, episode number 120, for Wednesday, May 24th, 2017. Folks, and welcome to the Small Business Show, the show by four and about small business owners here in Durham, New Hampshire. As far as I can tell, I'm Dave Hamilton. And in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm Shannon Jean. I, I can kind of tell that too. I'm running around like crazy today. So man, it's always a, it's one of those days. It, it's a hustle, man. It's a hustle. Yeah, but I that's literally. A, go ahead. No, the hustle's a good thing, right? I, I like I like the hustlers, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I may I may kind of, you know, bitch and moan a little bit about it sometimes, but I do like it. And, you know, but literally I literally ran in here in into the the quote studio and I have those quote fingers in there in yeah. the, our conference room and plugged in real quick and okay, great. Let's let's roll. Let's so, it's now, good. I, I ran it's in good. here today too. It's just yeah. been yeah, it's uh it's good though. I I I feel I like, like to be busy. Yeah. Well, and and it's not just being busy, it's being uh, intelligently busy, right? Yeah, exactly. Doing, yeah. doing the right yes. things, being productive about the right stuff, not wasting your time with with the stuff you shouldn't be. Although, obviously, we all find ourselves in those scenarios where it's like, oh, crap, this is a waste yeah. of time. You know, and then, yeah. you, and then yeah. you pull the ripcord and you get out. And, then, and move on. Yeah, yeah. That, but that can be a difficult thing to do if you, you know, if you've got emotional investment in it. Yeah, but, but, it um, is. The concept well, you know, of sunk costs is a good yeah. One. We've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and and speaking of wasting time, what, what the thing I always like is um, when we get feedback on the show because then it makes me feel like, oh, this is really valuable. We're you doing know? something and, and, here. Yeah, yeah. And, and we really started this to give back to the small business community and to talk about stuff that's worked for us and hasn't. And it's turned into something much bigger. And we've got a lot of great people that come on the show. And um, so, you know, when we get some feedback, which I've, and some questions, which I think we're going to talk about today, uh, it really makes it all worthwhile. So if you have questions, comments, telling us how great we are, how, how we suck, uh, send those to feedback at businessshow.co, or you can even go up to the Facebook uh, support group at businessshow.co slash Facebook and comment there. And we would be glad to chime in. Yeah. Um, it would be good to hear from you guys. It'd be great. We and have, so we have we a couple of today, questions. Man? Yeah, we have, uh, yeah. we have, it, I think we'll get through two today based on what I know about you and me. Uh, the first comes yes. from listener, Jeremy. He says, I'm thinking of getting rid of the physical office in favor of each of us working from home and connecting remotely. Currently there are four of us in my business, but this will grow. We already use Slack to communicate with other offices in the business. So that will help with internal communications and collaboration on documents can be done through iWork or Google Docs. But my question is, what's your advice for the best way to replace our shared drive with a cloud solution? Essentially, we all need to work and save and store files to the same repository accessible to all and ideally at the same time. Is Dropbox appropriate? You guys on MacGeekGab, which is another podcast I do, refer to the Synology disk stations a lot. I've also heard about personal cloud solutions such as the late and great transporter what do you think? So, you know, my my feeling on this is um, you're going to need it, it, regardless of what you choose for your own business, you're going to need a Dropbox account because at some point, yeah, someone is going to be using Dropbox to share files with you or you're going to want to share files with somebody. And, and Dropbox is mostly ubiquitous these days. It, it, if sure. you say to someone, I'm going to send you a Dropbox link and they don't have it. That that can be you, you. It's fair to say that's their fault, right? They you can go get a free Dropbox account really easily. So, 
have Dropbox. Now, as far as using it uh, for your business, you know, um, here at, at, uh, at Backbeat Media and, and Mac Observer, we actually use a combination of Google Docs, Google Drive and Dropbox. Now, part of the reason for it being spread around like that is because these things happened over time. We didn't start our business yesterday. Right. And so Dropbox right. was the first thing. And then, you know, and then it kind of came around. But if I were to start all over again, I might choose Synology's cloud station instead of Dropbox or Google Drive. Um, and okay. And so before we talk about Synology, let me, yeah, let me, yeah, yeah. let me comment on, on your setup. And, and I, sure. I agree. And we use the same thing. And my, my take on it is, uh, similar yet different. Um, you know, you do Dropbox is fantastic and it's great to use to quickly share files that are going to sync across your, all your devices. Um, and it, it's, and it's very easy. What I don't like about it is, well, compared to Google docs, the collaboration within documents, I don't think is as nearly as polished. Right. And I don't like it because it, it, it it's often saving different versions and doing different things and reminding you to do this and who's got it and who saved it, who, who's the last one to edit. And with, with Google Docs and, and Google Drive, um, which is what we use as well, it just works. Yeah. And you can see who edit, who's editing. You can see it in real time. You know, your, the comment system is fantastic that, you know, if you turn on editing and track editing, it's, it's, it's great. So I, I really like that combination. Uh, you know, using Dropbox for file storage and then, uh, you know, drive obviously is part of, you know, the Google docs and everything, but, uh, using those two in collaboration, I think is a great way to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it works. And and, yeah, Google drive being able to actively, uh, work on the same document together is huge. It is huge. It's huge. And you're right. You can do that with iCloud now. Uh, but you're relying on somebody else's cloud to do it, which also means you're relying on somebody else's cloud to store your files. And at some point you might get you might hit the limit of free. Right. Yeah, sure. Sure. And and that I mean, that, that's fine. You know, you're running a business. Hopefully you're making a little money and, and you can afford to spend a little bit of, of that on, uh, you know, on on some extra storage. The nice part about it is it's, you know, the nice part about using someone else's cloud like Dropbox or Google is they take care of making sure it's backed up. Uh, you know, you, you, if you have some problem in your office, that data is still there. Presumably they haven't really, that I've heard of, they haven't had any major data loss outages or anything. I mean, they'd be out of business if they did. That's yeah. like the one and, thing they do. Yeah, that's right. And and I think there, there are some challenges to, um, especially what we've, if, if you start doing any kind of restructuring or people leave, you know, it needs to become part of your process. Just like if, let's say you someone leaves your your company and they've got a a key to the building or a card you know key you, you know how you need to get that stuff back at your exit interview yeah well, part of the process now needs to be we need to remove those people from the shared files and what i've seen uh is that people it's it's easy to forget that so you you need to go make sure you go up in dropbox on occasion and check out um you know what those permissions are and who's accessing what um, and and who you've given permission to allow other people to access to uh, especially point, if, it's, if yeah and and it can get kind of sticky i mean you know we have all kinds we have dropbox everywhere uh, and there's a lot of stuff going on and 
it's kind of like Slack with the private channels. You know, once you set them up, you're like, okay, well, I don't know who's in this channel or whatever, but you need to keep an eye on it. I, I, I think it's real important to make it yeah. part of your exit exit interview. So, so let's talk about the the cloud station. The yeah, well, it, yeah. So, so what we've been talking about here so far is public cloud, right? Someone else is managing the cloud for you, and again, there's benefits to that. There's costs to that. Uh, one of the costs is not financial. It is your in terms of your privacy, you know, your data is living on someone else's servers. So you in theory, someone else could get to that data. Uh, certainly someone with a subpoena could get to that data. Now, hopefully you're sure. not doing anything in your business that requires <laughs> that. But That's right. we're not here to judge. Right. Um, so because of that, uh, you know, I always stop and look at the private cloud solutions. And yes, I am a big fan of Synology with what they call their disk stations, which is a network attached storage device. You put a bunch of hard drives in and it plugs into Ethernet and power. Right. And and it sits out there on your network and stores your files so you can, uh, you know, mount it on your on your Mac or your PC and save files to and from it. So you get that level of interaction and, and that sort of, you know, file server type um, paradigm, but it goes much, it goes much further than that because in order to sit on your network with a bunch of drives with an ethernet port and power, it also needs to have a CPU inside it. And, be, and with that, you can do a lot of things. And Synology has really kind of capitalized on this. So they have something called cloud station uh, that runs on the server, on the, the network uh, attached storage device. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you run a client on your Mac that is just like the Dropbox client, except better. It really is better in every way, but it works the same way. You assign a folder or multiple folders to sync with the, the, the same folders on your cloud station. And of course, multiple people can do this and you can be in the same building as the cloud station and on the same network, or you can do it remotely. It just works. So uh, and now you're not paying Dropbox for storage. Of course, you're paying for the disk station. And you're paying for the drives that go in it. So you're still paying for storage. I don't want anyone sure. to think, you know, right. but, but you own it. And yes, if you have multiple locations, you could have your you could have two disk stations backing up to each other or syncing with each other so that you've got some fault tolerance beyond just the fact that you have multiple drives that are all fault tolerant within it. Um, so, so that's where, to me, that's, that's kind of the, the introduction to the, the Synology, but it goes further than that. They have all kinds of other apps that can run on it, including a chat app that looks and acts a lot like Slack, an office app that looks and acts a lot like Google docs and Google, um, uh, sheets, you know, so you've got your spreadsheets and your documents and it's all interactive. And again, it's all running on your own server. And you can go, again, further than that. You could run a calendar server on it. You could run your contact server. You can run a web server on it. So if, if, if uh, like, you know, for the non-technical, you yeah. know, setting up Google Docs and Dropbox stuff, pretty straightforward. Yes. Um, it, setting this kind of thing up, do you have to, you know, get some help with that? If you're not, I mean, like, you have to open ports on your router. How, you, how, does, that, you, how does that work? Ports need to be opened on your router. Um, yes. the, the disk station is generally capable of doing that itself okay um, so i would say 
that the level of knowledge, the minimum level of knowledge required would be intermediate to use this. Okay. If you if you are intermediate and you get one of these within six months, you will be advanced. Well, just, <laughs> whether you want to or not, yeah, yeah just I get because it. I get it. because you're gonna you're gonna you know it's there's many layers to the onion. You know, you, there's hundreds of apps available for these things. So you're it, as soon uh, yeah. as you get the sort of the foot in the door, the killer app, the one thing that whatever that is for you. You're just going to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. That's great. Yeah, which is great. Right. It, yeah, it's cool. excitement will make you an expert, not frustration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's, yeah that, that's a couple. You know, I like the different solutions. You know, quick and easy, get up and running today, yes. virtually no cost. Uh, but if you need something a little more sophisticated and you're concerned about privacy um, and uh, scalability with different, you know, apps and things that the Synology it sounds like something definitely look into. It's a yeah, and it can be a lot of fun and it can and it can get a lot done. I mean, again, again. There's like a zillion different things. They have a, an entire yeah. surveillance package that you can have all That's your great. IP cameras linked to and it stores your footage and you can scroll through it and see it from anywhere. I mean, you know, it's just whatever you want. Pretty yeah, much. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty that's good. Awesome. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So there you go. I, I hope cool. that I that might not that might actually provide you with uh, fodder for more questions, Jeremy. But uh, but that's OK. We're here. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so we also heard some uh, Todd b- regarding hiring a web developer versus bringing someone on as a partner that has some uh, web development or IT backgrounds. All right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Todd writes, he says, um, I'm hoping you will cover how or if one should work with a freelancer or bring on a developer as a partner or an employee. I'm bootstrapping this website idea, so hiring one for salary is out of the question. To give you some context, I know nothing about programming, and I'm not sure how much maintenance or upgrades the website will need. I don't even know how much it will cost yet. Is It, it is a review site for a specific industry where people can both rate companies and or look them up to see their rating and comments about them, and then ultimately connect with them via clicks or phones or whatever. He says, think Glassdoor for a specific industry. That's cool. Yeah, monetization will come from referral fees and and possibly advertising too. Uh, so, yeah, and you know, it's a, it's a great question, and I think that, um, and and I, re- I think I replied to an email back to Todd as well. My my comment was, you know, if you're building, uh, if your if your business is not specifically built around. A, a web service, you know, if you're in the e-commerce uh, or, you know, you're doing something else, you're an event planner and you need to have your website up and running that kind of stuff. That stuff's pretty, um, I don't want to say easy. Well, I guess it's kind of easy. I mean, there are, well, there's certainly many choices to, to choose freelancers for that kind of service. Sure. But my take on it was, you know, Todd, if, if your whole business is built around the, uh, this this website and that's the main point of interaction for all your customers I, i'm not sure the freelance is the way to go um because i think you know your comment about you not you know about maintenance and upgrades you know my answer is lots um you know because it's you're you're going to want to be introducing changes all the time i would imagine um and i don't know what specific industry or how you do it but uh uh I would think I would be looking for someone to partner with that had that um, that ability um, or at least those connections to uh, handle that programming. That'd be my take on it. How about you, Dave? Well, I, I mean, it's sort of hard for me to say uh, because I have I, I show up with the technical uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, ability, but I, but I'm not a web designer. Right. So 
Um, well, they're uh, two different. Th- th- those are usually two different animals, right? They they are. Or yes, often. They yeah. often are. Yeah. Right. It's actually yeah. if you can find somebody that has, you know, deep technical knowledge and is also a great designer, you can be very efficient about moving yeah. forward. But 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 again, those people tend to fetch a, a pretty decent price because yes. they have this perfectly matched skill set. Uh, but they are two different skills. But, you know, you um, you need and to I, and have- I think design design is the easier one to find. Uh, there's more of them out there than the huh. than the back than the uh, efficient back end person that's going to build the, you know, all, all the stuff and the, you know, everything to make this thing work. I think that one is, uh, albeit maybe more important, yeah. but um, well, important, it's all relative. It's got to, you know, look and function. The UI has got to be great. Um, but, uh, you know, there's tons of design uh, sites and freelancers because, you know, in my experience, we would hire a designer get a design built and then we would partner with the programmer yeah. and that's a long process. I mean, our, our, you know, our last site for tech Restore, I mean, you know, we, we worked on it for a year before yeah. we, we went live with the thing. And that was a year after you had the design kind of yeah. c- constructed or, 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 um, designed. Yeah. 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 So I, I think I interrupted you there. I didn't want to, you, you yeah, I, take I, on it, I don't I, I always have more trouble finding designers. But again, it's because I'm not looking for somebody to do the back end tech stuff because I know how to yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, although I will say for some projects where I simply don't have the time to be that person that sort of takes the design and turns it into a working engine. Uh, I have hired uh, and found pretty good people to do it. I used to use a company called Elance, which doesn't exist anymore or sure. changed or sold or something. But uh, Guru.com kind of took over for what they do. And and what you do is you go and post a, essentially a job listing. But it, you're finding freelancers, not just locally, but everywhere. And in fact, you know, Job, job, rack, job rack, yeah, yeah which we exactly. talked about last week, would be another place to, to look. Because, yes, you're going to wind up – I've wound up um, – more and more often for me, anytime I've farmed out work, it's always been to people that live in Russia. And, yeah. uh, and, and there's, a, you know, there's a lot of benefit to that there, there, but there are cultural differences that can be very frustrating. Uh, Correct. You know, I, I joke, but it's, it's only a half jest that I say that uh, I don't think there's a Russian translation for the concept of quality control. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah, there yeah. is, but it, it, they see that they prioritize that differently at least the folks I've worked with, then, yeah. then, then I would, right? But that's and, okay. And, yeah. and I think, like, my th- number one thing I tell people when you're outsourced which, versus finding somebody here is uh, getting the, the uh, business concept across to them is is often very difficult yes they're very efficient at doing tasks and specific things but when it comes to tying them all together to serve your the concept and the purpose of your business they're not often uh the the ones that are going to grasp that and grok the whole thing and make it work together so you can often have little pieces of things um that that can be a little challenging to to bring together well Um, and that that's going to happen even if you have someone in house right but but when you have someone in house you get to have this sort of ongoing conversation that's right and and you're not just saying go do this and talk to me in you know a few days or a week or even sometimes a few weeks right and then they come back like Oh, you misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, right. so you, you, yeah. 
if you do farm it out, I, I would say be spend a lot of time up front learning how to communicate with this person. I don't just mean if they happen to speak English as a second language because they live in, say, Russia. I mean, like, figure out how to truly communicate so that, like you said, Shannon, you're certain that the person that you're working with grokks what you're telling them and yeah. fully understands it. And and then you got to keep that dialogue going. And if they do misunderstand something, which is going to happen with anyone, you know, have that conversation and make sure you're talking about it. Like you said, from a business level, it, in terms of this is no, I don't worry about the, the very specific thing that you think I told you to build. Let's stop for one second and back up. And think That's about right. what we're what the goal what we're trying is, to do. Yeah, what we're trying the, to do. Yeah. And invite their input, even That's though right. you might not take it by inviting their input that that conversation actually deepens the understanding for everyone involved. Yes. And and you often, when you're outsourcing, in my experience, that's what you miss is you don't have somebody sitting with you going, hey, wait, there's a better way. You right. know, when, when you outsource, you're, you're and especially going offshore, uh, you're saying, hey, I need this, 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 and this done. And they go, great, we can do this, 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 and this. Well, when you have somebody sitting across from you, they can often say, well, we don't need to do those last two things if we do this first. Right. Uh, and right. that's a process and a concept, um, you know, knowledge. I, I wouldn't necessarily that. say that outsourcing uh, prohibits that. You just have Correct. to be more attentive to make sure that happens because it the default path is we build what you told us to build. Yeah. And you have to really be the communicator. You right? have to. Yeah. yeah. Proactively. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, uh, like I mentioned to Todd, you know, I, I would jump up like, you know, go, go online some forums or go up to Reddit, um, to the small business, um, uh, subreddit up there and, you know, start talking to some people and, in, you know, there, I'm sure there are some it folks out there that would be interested in talking with you, um, about partnering or working together on something, um, uh, that, that, uh, at least, you, you know, that's a good place to start yeah. seeing it, seeing if that's a good solution for you. Um, because even if you do out, outsource that, it, you know, it's not cheap, you know, it, you you really do get what you pay for in many ways. Uh, and you want to build a quality site, you're going to be working on it constantly and introducing new features and, you know, things, making sure things are going to work. So for, um, for what Todd's talking about, I would actually look for a partner that can yeah. that can be that person, because you, you want to have that direction driven internally, right, driven from within. And, and if you don't have that within from inside your company and you need to constantly, you know, contract with someone outside to do every little feature, you will be less likely to evolve your business at the rate that you probably need to, given that that yeah, is your that's product. Good. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I would try to find somebody, you know, with the programming chops. Yeah. And yeah. then you, you together can go out and hire a designer to build the, the user interface, you know, what you want it to look like. Totally. But they can then plug those pieces in on the back end um, and then do it that way. So yeah. I, I think that's the way to go in this case as well. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's cool. These are good questions. I like this stuff. Yeah, me Feedback too. at businessshow.co is. Uh, it's where you can find us, as Shannon said, also uh, businessshow.co slash Facebook at our small business support group. Or you can tweet us, businessshow.co. It's all, or it's businessshowco on Twitter. I always forget. I think so. Yeah, you'll <laughs> yeah, find right. us out there. We put links everywhere. So, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your questions to Jeremy and Todd and everybody else that's going to send in questions. We look forward to hearing it. 
Got to keep hustling, everybody. That's it. That's the only way to live the charmed life, man. You got to yeah. you got to do the right work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> don't, Have a good don't one. Don't sit down. <laughs> Take <That's> care. Right. <laughs>